0: Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. So for those of you who have been following the show, you know that we've been talking a lot about content marketing and random acts of marketing and some strategies and tactics and all types of details of how we can make our business and our life go Zoom. And so I wanted to just shake it up a little bit today because the truth is, our life is always being shaken. Our business is always being shaken. And I always say, the only guarantee that we have is change. And just as you get used to whatever you think is the solid ground you're standing on, it's guaranteed to change right in front of your eyes. So today, I wanna take us up a level and I want us to talk about this ecosystem of which we're we're living and connected in as this connected customer. And I want to talk about the ecosystem of which we're also doing business within, because it's important that you understand where and how you fit in this landscape and where can you find your solid ground, because it's so easy to get caught up in the tactics and really not know one, what direction you're going, two, why are you going there, and three, what is the ground that you're standing on and what tools and technologies may be around you that you can better tap into to grow your business and zoom your life as a result of that. So. For today, we're going to talk about this landscape and some major shifts that are happening in the world of social media, social business, marketing, and what that means to our business. And so I'm putting this in a nutshell for you, and we're going to talk about 12 shifts that marketers must get right if they want to see real results. So let's get started. Social media is truly changing the landscape for marketers and business leaders, in organizations of all sizes. So brands are finally starting to understand that it is not about a quick fix or a band-aid that we slap on ourselves for a broken business or that spamming our audience with promotions is going to work. And so I think that's why this conversation is so relevant in this series we're digging into around content marketing because we need to understand it's not about quantity of content, but it's truly about quality. And it's about how can you understand this landscape and implement the best tools and technologies that's going to help you find a better way to do business, find a better way to nurture relationships, find a better way to establish trust and earn the support of loyal brand evangelists, empower your employees, all of those awesome good things. It's no longer a question as if you should do social as part of your marketing mix. It truly is becoming a matter of survival for most businesses out there today. Social is where our customers, our employees, our partners, and our communities are hanging out. It's where they're talking about what they like, it's where they're talking about what they don't like, it's where they're sharing information on what they need, and it's where they are establishing relationships. And the mobile technologies are truly changing the way that we do business, the way that we empower our consumers, and business decision makers like never before. So let me share a few stats with you. Did you know that 90% of people have their mobile device within their arm's reach 100% of the time? Think about that. 93% of marketers are using social media for business. 5,700 tweets are sent every second. And 71% of users are utilizing a mobile device to access the social networks. 65% of social media activities happens on a smartphone. So let's talk about 12 major shifts that marketers must get right to zoom their business and zoom their life in this ecosystem, this amazing ecosystem that we have in front of us today. Number one is we need to move from me to we. If you have ever thought that business is all about you and your brand There is no better time than right now for you to acknowledge and realize that it is not. I'm sorry. As much as you want it to be about you, it's not about you. Building empires is not the road to social business success. Instead, I want you to think in terms of team, in terms of crowdsourcing, because the crowd can do much more together than what we can do alone in our own silos, So the next time that you are short on ideas or content or time, try tapping into and empowering your community and I guarantee you will be amazed at the results. I have so many examples that I could share, but we don't have time today, on where I have tapped into the power of community, where I have helped others in crowdsourcing and sharing ideas and getting to resolutions. It is beyond, I think, what we can even comprehend what is going to happen with the power of the crowd over the coming months and years. Number two is we must move from interruption marketing to inspiring conversations, think about it. Social networks are not a TV with a remote that we can simply pop in and blast out our corporate mumbo jumbo speak. Instead, we must figure out how we can earn trust, invest in human beings and become part of that conversation in a real and meaningful way. And if you choose to use tactics such as interruption marketing, I guarantee you, you're probably going to find yourself with very few online friends. And of course, little success. Number three is a move from pushing noise to sharing value. This one is pretty simple to understand. Basically, quit broadcasting and get in the head of your customer. Know what they want and give it to them. Do not just share what you want to sell. Instead, focus on your audience's business goals. Inspire them to connect with you with a goal of helping them achieve their objectives. You will achieve yours by default. Inspire, connect, achieve. I want you to think relevance, think context, and think meaning and value. And if you feel that you do not know your customer, I highly encourage you to go check out one of our worksheets at socialzoomfactor.com slash audience, and it will help you prioritize your audience as well as really understand their objectives and start to align your business goals and your content marketing to their objectives. Number four is moving from corporate speak to brand humanization. And this is one of my favorite topics. And it's something that I learned to leverage and really understand years ago, long before social media, because marketing is truly about a human and emotional conversation. It has been. This was never invented via social media. Okay, you'll hear the terms brand humanization. You'll hear me talk about it a lot. Ever since there were human beings on this planet, it has been about humans communicating with other humans. So treat your audience as human beings. You need to think, act, share, and talk like a human being and you need to not make this more complicated than it needs to be it's not rocket science basically you are human so treat everybody in your audience and in your communities like humans too respect them care for them and show them that you care more about them as a human than you care about them handing over their credit card to do business with you and I have a ton of content on these topics on my blog at pammarketingnut.com I also have one podcast already that I've talked about this topic and it's brand humanization in a nutshell. And I did that a few episodes ago. It's about five or six minutes in length, and it truly puts it in a nutshell for you. So I encourage you to check that out. Number five is moving from disconnected silos to integration. We really need to focus on integrating social media into the DNA of our business. So to do this, we need to align social to business goals where it can have the most positive impact possible. You need to align with key initiatives and teams across your internal organization, as well as external partners and stakeholders. So stop the random acts of marketing as they will waste every last morsel of ROI before you have time to wake up for breakfast. And you can download a white paper with 10 tips to stomp random acts of marketing at socialzoomfactor.com dot com slash no Rams. but basically it's you know moving from me to we are you seeing a theme here moving from silos to integration talking like human beings right it's, it's things that we should have been doing all along number six is moving from information control to sharing your best stuff so this is where i'm going to say quit holding back It's time you share the goods, okay? Hand over the good stuff. Show me what you really do. Show me what you do behind closed doors. We truly try to practice what we preach when it comes to this one. For example, the same worksheets that I give you, like my content editorial calendar that I share, you can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. That's the same calendar that we use with our clients. It's the same calendar we use internally. The other audience analysis worksheet I mentioned, a lot of these tools that we put out there, it's the same stuff that we use and I put it out there and that's why I have an email list of 30,000 that I'm able to nurture relationships. The more that you share, the more that people are going to see that you are offering them value help them solve their biggest problems. So instead of hoarding information, put out your best stuff and inspire and empower your audiences to do better, to be better, and to be more. And then when they succeed, they will remember that you helped them along the way and they're gonna tell all their friends and colleagues how wonderful you are. And then when they get to a point that they can no longer take it any further, who do you think they're gonna call to have help them? They're gonna call you. Number seven is moving from counting followers to value in relationships. So enough of the counting the fans and the followers. I'm so tired of these conversations. Focus on quality over quantity because relationships are truly the life raft to social business and technology evolution. For example, If you have built a loyal community of brand evangelists and friends and people who trust you, and let's say right now you have that community and it's on Twitter and it's on Facebook and it's on Instagram, you know what? Even if Facebook goes away in two years from now, If you have those relationships, those people are going to follow you wherever you go. If it goes to the next big platform, whatever that may be, if there ever is one that comes along, guess what? Everybody's going to go follow you there. You know, I think I'm a good example. I can take a look at my Google Plus account. I have spent very little time on Google Plus. I have 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter, a decent following or a community on uh, Facebook. LinkedIn, I've invested in for a number of years. I jump over to Google Plus, I've spent hardly any time there, but yet 18,000 plus people have circled me on Google Plus. Why? I don't know, because I'm not there that often. I maybe pop in nowadays, I'm trying to do like once or twice a day. But people will follow you to whatever technology becomes popular if you have something of value to offer them. Fake followers do not eat, sleep, read, share, think, or own a credit card. And they are bots with no brain. They are robots, people. So quit worrying about the number of followers you have. So instead of falling for the get rich quick or get fake followers fast syndrome, focus on relationships. It works. Number eight is moving from one way to interactive. Here's where I want you to think of one word. Action. Action. And the focus must be on conversation that drives action, conversation that inspires your audience to connect with you, to engage with you, and share value to the broader ecosystem. You want conversation that inspires your audience to connect with you, engage with you, and take the desired action that you want them to take. So you must prioritize technologies that are going to attract and engage your audience. This is why mobile must be embedded in the DNA of your social and digital platform development from the start, not an afterthought. You have approximately five seconds. Let me say that again. Five seconds. That's as fast as one, two, three, four, five That's how long you have to engage a visitor that comes to your website. That's not very long, people. So your online platform must be integrated and it must inspire and connect with your ideal customer in a very short few seconds, regardless of the type of device that they are using. So think about this. I don't know if you have kids or if you can relate to somebody that has kids or if you're targeting any audience that they have kids. I have two Very active boys. I don't know how many devices we have in our home. But how come on a Saturday morning, it is so hard for me to find a device that one is charged and two is not stolen by one of the rogue rats in my household. So great example. A couple months ago, I was in the market for a brand new MacBook Air laptop. Yes, I was excited. And I'm laying in bed looking for which computer I'm going to buy that day. I noticed my mobile phone was dead. Somehow when I went to charge it the night before, it became unplugged. So I go on the search for a mobile device. Eight o'clock in the morning, I found one on the kitchen counter on a Saturday. Score! So I grabbed it. It was the iPad. I took it back to my bed I'm laying in bed, literally shopping from my iPad, getting ready to make almost a $2,000 purchase. And do you think that I even thought twice about what device should I use that is going to make the Apple website look the best that it possibly can? No, I'm thinking, how can I find a device that is charged and working and not in the hands of one of my rugrats? So your audience is doing the same thing. They are not going to go on the hunt in their house, in their office, in their car for a device that your website is going to appear wonderful on. They are going to grab whatever device is available to them and that will work for them to view your content. And you're just going to be heck out of luck if they happen to use a device that you have not optimized your online experience for your customer in a way that's going to look good on their device. It is going to be your loss and likely one of your competitors gain. So you cannot ignore the importance of mobile technologies today. And we have done a lot of work with IBM in this area. And you can check out, we have a live radio show. You can go view it on getrealchat.com, our Twitter chats. They have been a guest several times. And there's also a lot of content loaded on my blog. But we were doing some work with the Exceptional Digital Experiences team. And we had them on as a guest a few times. City Forward was on with us and Base 22, software company. So I encourage you to take a look at some of that content and listen to some of the tips and strategies. That are provided there It was uh, late last summer We were doing some of that work If you're looking for dates So that would have been Summer of 2013 Number nine Moving from paid spokespeople, to earned brand advocates. This is huge. So you need to earn the trust of loyal brand evangelists and advocates. It is going to take time, and this by no means is going to happen overnight. And I always say that communities create markets, and over time, as you build communities, it will create markets, and it'll even create markets within markets. But first, you must invest and build communities by empowering human beings. But once you get to this point, you will be able to have loyal brand advocates ready to shout about how awesome that you are from a mountaintop. You want to earn their trust, and that's what I always try to tell our clients to imagine. A brand advocate is somebody that would stand on the top of a mountaintop and say, you know, this company made my day. They are wonderful. And I have so many brands that I can relate stories to, uh, emotional connections that I've had, brand experiences that I have had, some of them so very simple, you know, and it's just important that you keep those experiences simple and relevant and compelling that they remember them and that they want to talk about you from a mountaintop does not always have to be overcomplicated. Don't forget that some of your most loyal brand evangelists can be right inside your own walls. So those are your employees. They can be some of your most vocal brand evangelists and some of the most powerful brand evangelists that you have. So invest in your internal employees and invest externally as well. Number 10 is moving from a focus on influence scores to a focus on influencing minds and perception. So bottom line, quit worrying about your stupid influence score. And if you provide value to your audience in a real and authentic way and help them achieve their goals, your social influence scores are going to increase organically. So stop the 24-7 tweeting so you can get a score of 89 or 90 on clout and instead focus on moving that bank account up in the same amount by providing relevant value to your audience. Trust me, this works. Think in terms of how can you inspire action that drives your audience to greater success? How can you better focus on the needs of your audience and not let the desire for a personal brand or influence score dictate how you are engaging online? doing such is really risky behavior. And it's going to drive less human behavior from you versus more. And remember, we want to be human. We want to connect with humans. Number 11 is moving from brand control to empowered workforces. So gone are the days of the corporate brand being controlled by the C-suite or this marketing ivory tower. Today, your brand is what your audience says it is. It is what your employees exude. It's everything they say, think, share, and do. Your greatest asset is your workforce. So just treat them as humans and empower them to be a shining light for your business and your brand, whether that be online or offline. Number 12, last but not least, is moving from ignoring the unsocial to bridging the social divide. And we have what we call Generation S, and that is the first generation who chooses if they want to be part of it or if they don't. So they choose to be social. That's how they are part of Generation S. They are not identified just by age or race or education or wherever they may be located or other typical demographics that we're used to. They're choosing to pick up the phone and use it to connect on Facebook. They're using their mobile device to connect via Twitter. They're utilizing LinkedIn to build relationships. They're making that choice. On the other hand, we're leaving behind loads of people, loads of executives, loads of directors that have, mass amount of information that they can and want to share that they have chosen not to be social and what we're seeing is that many marketers are leaving them out and there's starting to be this digital divide of some of the folks that have so much to teach some of this younger and more social generation but there's this digital divide that is stopping them from being able to do such. So as marketing leaders and business leaders, we must, number one, acknowledge that that digital divide exists. And two, you must build an ecosystem that enables those people to feel comfortable. You need to build an environment that they feel comfortable coming to you and asking you for help. And third, you must make a choice that you are going to bridge that social divide. Figure out how you can get that top executive who doesn't know how to tweet, get them on a phone to talk on a teleseminar, get them on a podcast like I'm doing right now. What executive doesn't like talking about themselves, their customer, and their business? They know how to talk about things that they love. So engage them in a way that they feel comfortable. And then leverage that conversation, record that conversation and leverage it as an asset that you can then make available to a broader ecosystem that is more social to the generation S. And over time, what's going to happen, you're going to not only be able to provide the benefit of excellent content coming from this unsocial generation, but you're also going to be able to open up their eyes to the power of social through a means and medium that they feel comfortable With continuing to harp on them and saying, Hey, check out Twitter, you need to pay attention to this, isn't ever going to work for you until you make it personal for them. You need to relate to them in a human way and invite them into the conversation in a way that they feel comfortable. I hope that this conversation today inspired you. I hope that it made you think and realize that it's so much bigger than me or you. And what we can do together is so much more powerful than what we can do on our own. And these tools and these technologies and these networks, they just enable us to do better things together. Think about how you can better tap into some of these things to Zoom your life and Zoom your business. So make sure you stick around for the next few episodes. We'll be talking about a lot of these topics in more detail. Hope you have an amazing week. That's a wrap.